Uh, thank you very much, Chris. First, congratulations, David and, and Nick, on uh, such a comprehensive report, but also something that reminds me of my past quite a lot, and I'm sure other people in the audience will uh, remember a similar project we started quite a few years ago uh, that we called Closer to Home, and many of, much of what you've said on, on your presentation is resonant with that. I also think that much as we don't have quite the height of the Alps in the South Island of New Zealand, in Cumbria we did have our, our rock in the middle, which made it very difficult sometimes to deliver care, and I think we had a similar type of problems that you have in terms of geography and isolation. And just building on that, I think that this is a specific project in a specific part of a country. And I suppose my immediate thoughts are how generalizable is this? How could we deliver this in various parts of the UK, particularly in England, where we're particularly challenged at the moment? I think the main things I'm picking out, I was trying to think of the nuggets of this that would help me in what we're going to do with primary care. And I think the first one is that it's very people-focused. And I think you've used the word people rather than clinicians. And we're heavily... Um, uh, promoting clinical leadership, uh, particularly through CCGs. And the more I've thought about this uh, since the new NHS has been launched, the more I've thought we're not tapping into other parts of the system, particularly around other professionals in the system and, of course, the community that uses it. Now, the Chancellor announced in his budget earlier this year the combined budget to promote integration – and yet, what are we doing with that? Where are we actually getting the information that tells us what that integration will look like? I think that that warehouse model that Nick described and the Accelerate program that you used there, I think we could use that uh, at a community level. Now, there are people in the audience, I'm, I'm thinking of Sam Everington and what's happening in Bromley and Bow. You didn't just involve people who were ex experts. You involved people who used the system, from, from my knowledge, of, of the, those type of changes. And for transformational change, which I think you've underestimated, I think you've demonstrated transformational change because you've booked the trend. And you know, we would love an outcome at the moment that said you've got decreased lengths of stay, decreased a and &E attendances, an investment in primary care that means people get most of their care nearer their home, and, and a, a program that increased, as you said in your uh, in your commentary, David, uh, the capacity and capability. And I think what we do here, we tend to measure things purely in the capacity we're trying to give, rather than is it the right person in the right place at the right time to give that care. And I think we need to rethink that. Now, David Nicholson, a few weeks ago, um, uh, launched the call for action. And, and I think that we're in a state now of trying to get uh, as much information as we can from people within the system and without um, to tell us what's what their innovative ideas are, what they would like to change. But we have no immediacy of it. It would appear to me that we collect it, but we don't have a way of responding to it very well. Now, the call for action I uh, launched about three weeks ago now for primary care, what we'd like to do with that is to collate ideas quickly and disseminate them quickly so they can be used. Since that, I've started to receive lots of information about the use of telehealth, <laughs> Uh, the use of telephone consultations, etc., that are already working and proven. So why would we want to keep redoing it? We've got to just use those examples very rapidly to disseminate it. And I don't think we have that sort of dissemination mechanism yet. What I was reminded of when you went to about your Accelerate program was Unipart. And I remember their chief executive about four years ago 
giving a very good speech at the ICGP conference because he involved everybody in his organisation in that university in Unipar to change the system. And although they were using methodologies like Lean and Six Sigma and things, which mean very little to most people outside an anaesthetic department, in my experience, for healthcare, they were very practically showing what you could do to change at the workplace what you did. Now, are we going down the right pathway in the UK in pursuing the, the provider and, and, and commissioner split. You seem to have used a different system whereby you've unified that fund and your currency is not beds, it's not targets, it's not uh, the turnover, if you like. Um, and I think that's admirable, but we are where we are and we're not going to be able to dismantle that overnight. But I think we are also experimenting in CCG land with shared risk-taking around contracts so that it isn't just one way and we're involving the providers in the decisions around how we develop services. Now I think CCGs need to be closer to direct commissioners like myself where we commission primary care to make sure that that's much more integrated, that approach. Otherwise, we'll end up with two different stories and narratives and that's just not going to work. I think what you've done is stop that resentment between the primary and secondary cares if one's going to gain when one doesn't. And both, again, you've got a shared investment in it, I would suggest, David, by the clinicians that are delivering that. And this combined clinical group that you have in Canterbury seems to me to be what we should be doing around the country with CCGs and their providers, because they both uh, are at risk if they don't get it right. And at the moment, it would appear that we, we put the onus on one or the other to fail, and we must make it easier for them to succeed by working together. I'm not sure whether we can generalise just on this one example, but Chris mentioned some other examples at the beginning. And I think there is a real appetite in the country at the moment, with clinicians in particular, for service change. Most people have seen that in the past it's an unsustainable system that we have at the moment and we must modify it. And I would really welcome a large-scale debate about where we're going but perhaps what NHS England should be doing is giving a framework for what we are trying to succeed and not tell everybody what to do uh, in their own environment. And I don't believe you can redesign primary care or integrated care uh, by a top-down approach. I think that's never worked in the past and I don't think it will work in the future. And I think what you've demonstrated, David, quite, quite, quite succinctly is that if this isn't homegrown, it doesn't work because nobody owns it and nobody believes in it. And the second thing I think you've shown is it does take time. 2007 to now, I, I would say, you know, just to go back to an old adage, you didn't waste a crisis uh, when you had your unfortunate uh, uh, mishaps with earthquakes. Uh, you've built on that and shown that you've developed a resilient society. And at the moment, I'm not so sure if we had an earthquake in certain parts of this country, Blackpool, for instance, again, we would actually show that resilience as well as you do, uh, because I think you already had that buy-in before it, which is why it worked. I'd just like to uh, congratulate you again. It's been a, a very, very informative uh, morning, and I hope the audience has enjoyed it as much as I have. Thank you very much.